Coming to you from the greatest city in the world, this is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you so much, Mr. Gary Owen. And as always, thank you to our season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network, axtel.com and tangentboundnetwork.com. Today, we welcome someone who has won the country music lottery. Mitch Rosell is a Nashville recording artist and songwriter who had a superstar take him under their wing, Garth Brooks. Over a year ago, Brooks asked if he could record one of Rosell's songs, and that song, Ask Me How I Know, is Brooks's latest single off of the 2016 Gunslinger album. I had the chance to speak with Rosell about a variety of topics, from what was going through his mind when writing this hit, to his passion for real country music, and going from working in an airport bar to opening concerts in 20,000-seat arenas for his mentor. You will be amazed, as I was, at how genuine Mitch Rosell is. This is, hands down, one of my favorite interviews I've ever gotten to do, because it was the most like any kind of conversation. Whenever you do an interview, you hope it can just be a conversation, and that is what Mitch made it. He is easy to talk to, grateful beyond belief, and so, so, so open about his story and songwriting process. Plus, he gives us a peek behind the scenes on the world's largest tour. I also have even more from Mitch Rosell in an article I am writing for The Music Universe, where I also contribute online concert reviews and other exclusive content that we don't do here on Talk for Two. Mitch stayed on the phone with me after we wrapped this conversation you're about to hear and answered a few more questions. When the article goes live, it will be linked in the description below. So be sure to check back here or head over to themusicuniverse.com. Here now to tell us how he was raised by the radio, our interview with Mitch Rosell. Mitch Rosell, I got to tell you what an honor it is. Welcome to Talk for Two. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great, but it's an honor to, to be on here with you. So thank you for having me. I have got to ask, because I know you just flew in. I, I can't tell our listeners how late the, that we're doing this, because they'll laugh at me. You just flew in from the Lubbock shows. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how exhausted are you right now? Oh, man. You're, uh, I guess when you, do, when you do this, you just uh, you always find another gear. So I'm so tired, but, you know, I also love what I do, so it makes you, you know, it kind of re-energizes you a little bit to, to get back at it, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm good, so. How did it go this weekend? I'm curious. How, how were the crowds? Uh, it, was, it was awesome, man. They were great. Um, Garth actually just did a Facebook Live earlier, and uh, we, were, we were definitely on the same page. The, uh, the early Saturday show was nuts, but really they were, all, they were all great. So Texas is a great place to play country music, so it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, you got it. There are some great places. I saw you guys in Philly and in Albany, so I, uh, I, I know I, oh, yeah. those two shows. I was at the show where he... he took off his guitar and the crowd just took if tomorrow never comes. And that was just crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but that was, that was absolutely That's always one of my favorite parts of the show is when, when people complete, I mean, the whole building is singing so loud. It's, it, it's crazy. I mean, you dream of stuff like that, you know, so, uh, this is a dream come true for you. Ask me how I know is his new single from gunslinger. I am so curious. 
How did you know when you wrote this? What was the inspiration? Was there something you knew that you figured out and had Man. to process through it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Garth actually asked me that question as well on, on an interview uh, for the Garth channel. And the bottom line is I've, I've done it a few times, honestly. I've, I've uh, always been the guy, you know, especially when I was younger, that, you know, if I'm being honest, uh, you know, I had to kind of always have the, the power and, the control of the situation and the relationship and and that's not that's not how you love someone you know you, you gotta you gotta let go and let those walls down um and i just i pushed some some really good girls away um because of that and so you know hindsight's twenty twenty. you look back and you, you realize a lot of things about yourself that hopefully you can get better at but uh you always want to try and try and turn it into something good so i, I wrote a song and uh, just came from the heart and hopefully we'll We'll touch some people, and it already has. It's been amazing to see it. Uh, it's really humbling, and reminds you why you write them. You know, it's so wonderful to uh, to hear it as well. And I don't want to turn this into a therapy session, but I am curious because I know you know that creativity and, and writing things can process. Did you did you learn about yourself and, and about the way you interact in relationships through writing it? And did you did you did it kind of help you overcome those habits? Oh, for sure, man. Um, writing is, you know, it's therapeutic, especially when it's something that's real for you. And, uh, you know, I wrote it by myself, so it was definitely just a, it was just a therapy session. I didn't even have anybody else in the room. It was just me and, um, just, just, you know, poured it out to my soul. And it definitely, it's like, it's like almost like talking to somebody, about something, you know, mm-hmm. similar to that feeling when you can talk to somebody and you can get some, some, you know, feedback and just some, uh, just a good conversation with someone. That's kind of what uh, I compare writing a song like that to. Is if you you just feel like you're you're talking to a therapist, but that therapist is the melody and the and the guitar and the progression and the lyric. You know. No, so. I, absolutely. I think I think anybody that writes anything, playwrights, screenwriters, whatever, they they I think it's a similar experience for a lot of people. And of course, of mm-hmm. course, Garth Brooks recorded it because you have a great relationship with him. He's become a mentor and a friend to you. And I was funny reading that there was an email uh, that you could send, that new writers could send material to him. And then you established a relationship. How did you go about, I, I mean, was that scary when, when that kind of started? Like, were you afraid of annoying him? Like, how does one approach becoming friends with, with the superstar that he is? I'm so curious what you were thinking oh, yeah. about. Of course, man. I mean, I still feel that. <laughs> I don't, don't want to. <laughs> I'm very hesitant to bother uh, or text him, which he'll, of course, he's always like, man, you, you text or call me anytime. And uh, he means it. That's the thing. He means it. Um, and he... You know, it's funny, man. You you'll you'll go to this business, and I call it uh, people Hollywood you a little bit. You know, you'll you'll want to you know talk to someone or or someone. Oh yeah, give me a call, and you'll never hear from them. You know, you'll reach out. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because um, you know Garth Brooks, and this isn't just me; it's other people um, who who can't do anything for him. So it's not like he does it to gain anything. You know, they'll email him, he'll get back to him, and you know how or whatever. Not always. He's very busy, extremely busy, but he'll get back to you. You know, and uh, and there are people who are a tenth of or a hundredth of of the the busy that he is and the demand that he is. You know what I mean? And they and they will, they won't get back to you. And it's just like, man, there's no excuse. You know, this guy, he's a real deal. He's sincere. He's humble. He's genuine. Um, but I still, of course, I still, you know, I'm very uh, cautious about sending him stuff because even if it is well received and he wants to hear from me, you know, because I'm his friend, it's still he's got a lot of stuff coming at him all the time. So. Um, so yeah, man, I was, I was scared to death, 
beginning until I am. Uh, and uh, I just tried to respect, you know, his time and his space and still do. And, um, but he, he definitely, I let him kind of lead the charge on that, I guess. I just let him, I didn't ask him for anything. I didn't ask him to hang out. I didn't ask him to, to ride. I didn't ask him anything. I just was just humbled and grateful to even be talking to him. And I think, you know, for whatever reason, he, he kind of just, I guess, uh, took to the music and, and uh, we started becoming friends. It's been amazing. So. No, that's that really makes sense. Now I want to keep this interview about you, but it it makes me wonder what you see that keeps him so down to earth to respond to people's emails that can't do anything for him, like you said. What keeps him so down to earth? That has mystified people for years. What do you see? You know, I don't, I don't know if I know the, the full answer to that. I think it's uh, I think it's really just him holding himself accountable and and uh, you know just just. You always have to remind yourself it's just a person in general. No matter what you do, every day you wake up, you gotta, you know, you're not always gonna have good days. But you gotta try to treat people with respect, and you gotta, you gotta try to be kind to people, no matter what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he he does a great job with that. And I also think that uh, he takes steps in his life um, to make sure that he he um, stays in touch with with you know the common man. And uh, I know that when he goes home, he he does a lot of he'll he'll put up a fence. I mean he'll you know, he does a lot of manual labor. I mean, he's a he's a hardworking guy. He's, um, he's just a just a regular guy, you know. Um, and I think that's what keeps him, you know, keeps him grounded. That's just me, you know, sitballing. But I don't, mm-hmm. you know, he would obviously be able to answer that better than I would. But that's my observation. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just the way he's so kind to people, I think that when you love people and you're kind to people, it automatically no, uh, t- gives you a, a you know to yeah, watch to so. watch both him and Trisha at that press conference. In Albany, it was just it was just a sight to behold the way he treated each journalist as if they were mm-hmm. the only thing important to him in that room. Mm-hmm. It was incredible to yep. see. But let's get let's get back to you. What inspires you to write? What do you look at? What say, what do you look at and say? Oh, there's a song out of that, or there's a song out of this experience. Oh man, you know that's the that's the beauty of of writing. There's really no there's really no one way to answer that. I mean. Sometimes you will experience something, and you'll you'll go and write directly from that place. Or sometimes you'll just have an idea that, that sometimes may not have anything to do with you. You may have never experienced it. But I like to compare it to this. Um, have you felt sadness before? Oh yeah. Okay, so there you go. So if I have an idea that's a sad idea, even though you may not have experienced it, you can tap into that emotion. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you can you can empathize with someone to a degree. You can't always, um, you know obviously get completely there because you didn't experience it, but you can, you can empathize and, and make an attempt, you know, at writing something that you feel like that experience would be like. And that's fun too, you know, cause it's kind of, you're using your imagination. Um, and that's, that's another beautiful aspect of writing. So it just depends, man. It's just, it's all over the place. And, um, sometimes it's a melody, sometimes it's a line, sometimes it's a guitar lick. I mean, you just never know where it's going to hit you and how it's going to hit you. So. No, that's makes perfect sense. I think that's why ask me how I know his, has hit for so many people, and I think it's why it speaks so wonderfully as a song, is because we can all relate to having the experience of pushing somebody away because we felt we weren't worthy or we're just afraid of losing control, like you said a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It's all relatable. Mm-hmm. It is all relatable. Yep. Now, I'm curious, you wrote, uh, you have an album that I think, uh, if I read right, that Garth actually co-produced, raised by the radio. Um Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? When did you start writing that, and how long was that process? Uh, you know, man, uh, some, most of those songs are uh, just a kind of a 
I really wanted to put a record together, and that's I think that's different than, than me picking my favorite songs always, you know, because mm-hmm. um, if I picked all my favorite songs, they may not flow together, they may not, um, it just may not feel like a record, it may feel just like a compilation of songs, you know, and so I pulled from different areas, I just wanted things that had different angles and different feels and different vibes and still cohesive still felt like me because you know i wrote them but um but but just had like a a good well-rounded journey to take you through um and uh one of the greatest compliments i've ever been given uh, a guy named jody williams at bmi he's been a a great friend of me uh great just uh encourager he's helped me get through a lot of hard days in this town early on Uh, one of the greatest things nicest things he ever said to me was he goes man every time you play me a song i feel like i just go on a journey he's like the way you write I just feel like you take me somewhere, and I, and, I, and I go through this whole process with you through the song. And so that's how I wanted this record to be. I wanted it to be a journey. Uh, I wanted it to be a record that you could put on and, and not skip a song, just listen to it all the way through, and you would get different feels and, you know what I mean, just different oh, yeah. vibes, and, and you'd enjoy it. So, I listened to it, and it is. Yeah, just, it was, they, were all, they were all written at different times, uh, within the last couple of years, I think. So, mm-hmm. my favorite. I I put it on and I, I love it. I love listening to it because you can. I don't know if you were doing this intentionally, but with the title track "Raised by the Radio," you can simultaneously rock out to it, and it just makes you so emotional at the same time because the way you yeah. reference all those different songs. You know, I'm a child of '90s country music as well, even though I'm probably a little bit younger than you. I kind of came in at the tail end of the decade as a you know six and seven year old starting to listen to these songs mm-hmm. and they had meaning for me growing up and then to hear a song like that it just puts it into such perspective but it's so much fun at the same time yeah man that's uh that's that's really that's a, that's a very nice compliment i appreciate that for me it's uh it's always been about um, i believe country music is is, is a music of of the heart and of the people and, it, and to me it should have something to say you mm-hmm. know and um it doesn't have to always be serious um but it should have something to say it should make you feel something more than just a good melody or you know a good groove i mean lyrically i think for me i i, I don't I, I don't know if i could ever write something that didn't have something to say and so that's uh that's that's definitely that's definitely a big compliment for me that you would say that because you know that's that's how i like to write i want you to get to the end of the song and go man yeah golly, that was cool, that took me back, or it took me here, it made me, you know, excited or happy or sad, or whatever it is, you know, instead of just it being some background music to your, you know, a dance party or whatever, you know, I want it, I want it to have, I want it to hit you right in the chest, you know. No, and it's, so. and that's where a lot of the, the modern contemporary country music gets a bad rap, because people go, it just, it lacks substance, they're, they're building these tracks for arenas, and it's, it lacks substance. Is there truth to that, or do you think it's, it's being hit a little too hard? Um, I, I do think there's truth to that personally. Um, I think that, I think that we've, uh, um, uh, the focus has has gone away from the lyric. Um, and I think that there's not a lot of, I don't hear as much creativity and as much, I don't hear artistic, uh, uniqueness like I used to. In the nineties, you could, uh, an artist would come on and their style, their voice, you knew it was them. You know, Mm -hmm. you knew it was Garth Brooks. You knew it was Clint Black. You knew it was Alan Jackson. You knew it was George Strait. You just you just knew like you could tell it was just the way that their their sound was and the way the type of songs they like to cut. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like kind of a lot of the songs all sound the same. A lot of the voices sound the same. The production sounds. I mean, it's just there's um it's it's a yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's some good stuff. 
for sure. Absolutely. Um, but I think that, that that it has gotten a little lost in the kind of um, trying to to do a one size fits all um, in this town, and and uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully. You know, some things changing in there. I think that I'm seeing some good stuff. I'll say that. I think there's some cool artists that are that are coming up that have unique styles and they sound, you know, really, really different and unique. And um, I'm excited about that. I think that's really good for music in general and especially the genre that I, I love so much, which is country. So oh, that's awesome. Two last questions for you, real quick, about Raised by the Radio. Um, what was Garth's input? I'm sorry to be so curious about your relationship with him, but I'm curious. I've never heard of him co-producing an album i think your bio on your website talks about that so i'm just curious what you can elaborate on that and how you guys yeah, work together. so he um he uh honestly it was really he he um i wanted to cut uh four songs and so he's actually he's actually not a producer on a few of the songs on the record he is a producer on uh all about me sent from heaven uh raised by the radio and not enough i believe i'm sorry uh I'm sorry, uh, the first three songs, All About Me, uh, Sent From Heaven, and Not Enough. Those are the three he's a co-producer on. And for me, it was, um, I had had kind of pencil tracks for those when I came into the studio. But, you know, he, and he didn't, he didn't want to be a part of it, like in that way. I mean, he did, but he didn't want the credit, basically is what I'm saying. Um, but he, he did have some good input on those songs, and I'm, I give credit where credit's due, and he helped. And since he helped, he deserves that credit, so... Um, so yeah, he just had some cool ideas. Um, the solo on Not Enough was his idea. Uh, that's just one example that popped in my head, but there were several things where he was like, Hey man, pull that or whatever. You know, he had just an idea, um, that, that really took the track to another level. And so I, you know, I, I had a chat with him. I said, man, I know you don't want the credit for this, but I really, I will be, I will be upset if I can't give it to you. Yeah. You know, and he was like, okay, well, if that's what you want to do, then you know, I'm not going to stop you. Um, he's like, I don't, I don't feel I'm owed that is what he was basically saying, but wow. I did. So that's incredible. So yeah. And my last question for you, bring it back to you. What is your advice? We've been talking a lot about your relationship with Garth, but what is your advice for those that want to be songwriters and performers, especially in country music? Um, you know, uh, if you're looking for advice from me, I would give you two things. I would say, search your heart if you want to move to this town and understand what the reason is there, there are two types of people who move to this town. There are people who move here because it looks like something that would be cool or fun or glamorous. They want the lifestyle. They want the fame. They want the recognition, all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are people who move here because they're afflicted with this. And what I mean by that is it's in their blood. They don't have a choice. It's just like it, it, it is who they are. It's what they have to do. There's no choice involved. And I think that the more of those people that are here, the better and healthier this town will be. Um, so I would first tell you to do that. The second thing I would tell you to do is when you get here, believe in yourself. Seek seek the, I guess, the wisdom of songwriters that you're a fan of. Listen to the tunes. Uh, you know, if you get the chance to get in a room with a guy that's older, pay attention. Listen, you know. And, um, you don't know it all, but at the same time, Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. Do what you believe. Because if I had succumbed to the pressures of what was going on when I moved to this town and I had started writing stuff like that, I would have never met Garth Brooks. And I'd never be standing here right now. So you have to stay true to yourself. You have to do what you believe. And if you do that and, and you feel that conviction in your heart, I believe it will work out 
really well for you. That is awesome. That is awesome. Mitch Rossell, I cannot wait to see what you do next. This is incredible. Thank you so much for your time. I love talking to you. I don't know if you know this, but you are an incredible interview. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, brother. I truly appreciate it, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Seriously, man. Mitch, you are the luckiest guy in entertainment, and I'm so happy to see all of your success. And I know you got the world at your feet, and you got so much coming up for you even after this tour ends. Big things are in store. I can see the horizon for you. Why? Because you are grateful for the experience, and that comes through in these conversational interviews that you do. So thank you for taking the time to sit down with me, and thank you for being grateful for your success. We as fans and as people in media, we really appreciate that. Everybody, check out Ask Me How I Know. You can get it on the Amazon platforms, Amazon Streaming. You can download it, as I understand, Amazon Digital Music, and of course you can buy physical CDs on Amazon as well, or wherever Music CDs are sold. Ask Me How I Know off of Gunslinger. That's the album you would be looking for. Call your terrestrial radio stations. Tell them you want to hear that Mitch Rossell penned Garth Brooks song, Ask Me How I Know. Let's help it climb the charts and get this young artist exposed and out there. That's it for us today. Thank you again to our season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network. Keep in touch with us at Talk for Two on Twitter and Facebook. Again, at Talk for Two. Instagram, at Talk for Two Pod. I've been saying at Talk for Two Cast for the last couple of weeks. It's at Talk for Two Pod on Instagram. Talk for Two Cast at gmail.com is the email where you can reach me directly. Questions, comments, concerns, you want to yell at me because I haven't had your favorite artist on there. Check out Talk for Two Cast at gmail.com. And of course, always visit us at our mothership, Talk for Two. Dot com. Signing off for Talk for Two, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. You can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfor2.com. <laughs>